hold her back from being the woman that she wants to be. The world's going to do enough of that. Hello and welcome to this episode of Game On Girl, where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. This is episode 136, recorded on October 29th, 2014. And this week we chat with Allison Carrier from EA's Red Crow Austin Studio. And we'll be rapping about how we've been geeking out this week. So stay tuned, and thanks for choosing Game On Girl. Alison Carrier is a self-proclaimed UI UX designer by day, superhero by night. She has worked in the game industry for three years and is currently employed by Electronic Arts at their Red Crow Austin studio. Primarily working in the mobile games slash prototyping sphere, her UI UX work can be seen in Monopoly Hotels and The Simpsons Tapped Out. Although art and a desire to craft the optimal user experience are her bread and butter, she is also a constant advocate for diversity and inclusion in the gaming industry, topics that we are very fond of here at Game On Girl. Rhonda and Allison met at Dragon Con this year, where Allison was cosplaying as Wonder Woman, one of my all-time favorites. So Allison, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Oh, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. And it's good to finally get to talk to you, Allison. I know. We really wanted to after our panel and didn't get a good opportunity to. No, but it was a su- very successful panel, so I was I was glad for the busyness. Yeah, I was very surprised at the positive outturn and then the fact that so many people wanted to stay after the panel and continue mm-hmm. having conversations with us. It really meant a lot. That's awesome. Yeah, I got a lot of really good questions after the panel, and and, uh, I'm glad we have that time to do that because I know sometimes people don't feel completely comfortable in a group like that to ask some questions, and so um, it uh, it was really good conversation. And this was the gender and sex issues in video gaming panel, right? Yes. Yeah. So why don't you start, Allison, with telling us a little bit about your gaming history? Uh, Well, I have been gaming since the original NES. Um, My parents bought that for my sister and I, and we spent several nights, probably way too many, uh, playing that instead of doing homework. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're all guilty of that one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I definitely grew up on the old school classics. Uh, I remember getting my Game Boy and how excited that, that made me. Um, but then I kind of had a, a console drought. Uh, my parents wouldn't allow me to upgrade my console for my entire youth for some reason. Mm. Um, they thought it might rot my brain. I, they, <laughs> they changed their opinion somewhere along the way. Uh, so I became more of a PC gamer. That was how I, I snuck uh, in uh, all that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially at computer labs in school. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for computer labs. Yeah, seriously, facilitating bad behavior. (laughs) It's okay. I had straight A's. (laughs) No one was, you know, no none the wiser. Right. Um, And you know, the next console I actually bought myself after I got a part-time job, and it was the PlayStation Two. So I went from NES to PlayStation Two. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of a leap. That's Um, huge. Yeah. But way better graphics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a little. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, ever since then, it's been a combination of both console and PC gaming. Um, probably 
about three to four years ago, I really started getting into mobile gaming too. And then, you know, that's uh, became something I was more into as I got into the industry. So what kind of console games do you like to play? I like action adventure ones. So I love uh, the Assassin's Creed series. I am deeply, deeply a DC fan. And so I love the Batman uh, Arkham Asylum. Mm, Yes. um, And, you know, Arkham City and Arkham Origins. I, I am definitely a completionist on those. And let's see. I love Mass Effect. Um, oh, you're I'm, singing Rhonda's song. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I just started playing uh, Shadows of Mordor, and that's oh. been really fun, too. Oh, good. Cool. Yeah, it's kind of a combination of Assassin's Creed and Batman yeah. and God of War and the Lord of the Rings universe. It's, it's like, perfect for me. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. That's nice when you have a game that, like, marries a bunch of different either games or interests and stories. Um, I know we left the, um, the topic already, but how did you get invited on, onto the Dragon Con panel? So I know a few people who have been on the con staff at Dragon Con for years and years, and they introduced me to the programming track lead um, last year because he was very interested in having more women guests come. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those hey, she's a woman, she's in the video game industry, you should invite her <laughs> situations. Uh, so we, we networked and apparently he wanted me to come. So that was how I got on that panel. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, a huge networking group. It's amazing the people that you meet. Yeah, and I got to participate in the uh, women's in, women in video games uh, industry panel and also designing for the mobile platform. And so oh. doing three different styles and three different topics Mm -hmm. it was actually very interesting yeah yeah that's a very diverse uh, basket of (laughs) of topics to be I mean to go to I mean that's one of the things that I kind of I haven't made it to Dragon Con yet that's one of the things we've kind of have on the the list for Rhonda and I to be able to meet up at Dragon Con one of these years Um, but one of the things that intrigues me the most about it and makes me want to attend is the fact that you can go to so many different types of panels at it. And it's really accessible to, to your Mm -hmm. audience Mm -hmm. because like we talked earlier, um, you know, you can go up to the panelists afterwards and continue the conversation. Right. Usually you end up getting business cards or they give you advice. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I was instructing so many people on what they could do to, uh, you know, create their portfolios for game design and how they might be able to break into the industry. And it, it was really touching for me because I got to be this inspirational point for these kids. The mentor. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I I went to some of those uh, panels about getting into the gaming industry and um, the, the information was just absolutely wonderful. Yeah, we're, we were definitely open books, and it was really nice meeting other people in the industry because uh, games is really small, and usually you will end up working with someone somewhere down the line. Yep. Well, tell us about what you do then. The um, Your introduction says that you're a UI UX designer. What does that mean? So UI is user interface, and UX is user experience, and I create the menu systems that uh, people navigate through in games. 
And the user experience comes in to making sure that that is a f as frictionless as possible and as coherent and as, um, you know, as forthcoming and easy and simple as possible as well. So basically I am the person who's supposed to make sure that you don't get frustrated and hung up in the menus when you're trying to get to the game and mm. play them. So I'll, I'll create uh, anything from the wireframes and the prototypes of going through the game menu systems to the artwork and the animations. And sometimes I help with the sounds. And so what do you work in to do the wireframes? I mainly use OmniGraffle. Okay. Yeah, it's a it, Mac-only software. Oh, okay. Now, did, is that what you studied in school, is the uh, UI? Yeah, so I actually studied graphic design, um, and I, I was a print and web designer before I started into UI design. And web has a lot of similarities, as mobile does. Um, a lot of human-computer interaction properties and... Uh, philosophies that could transfer from web to UI. So I kind of made a transition or career change even. Hmm. Interesting. And did, and that skill set sort of worked still? It or? did uh, because I, I do a lot of rapid prototyping with HTML as well uh, okay. in CSS. And I knew those two languages because I was in web. Um, and because I have some the graphic design skills, which include you know typography and mm -hmm. color and layout and composition, right. uh, I was able to take those and make sure that you know everything that all the information that was being presented and the user interfaces uh, were clear and concise and had the visual communication come across to the right. user. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean there were definitely skills I had to pick up. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I had never worked in Xcode, which was the program I started using uh, when first working on mobile games. And so that was kind of a, a paradigm shift that I had to learn. And then now I'm primarily working um, in Unity and in GUI, which is a totally different system. Um, so that that's interesting and fun to pick up along the way. But, you know, uh, even though I didn't study this in school, I definitely learned how to pick up software skills much more rapidly every time I, I learned a new piece of software. Yeah, I I remember when um, I was studying computer science and there were standard languages that you um, used throughout the degree program. And partway through, they changed one of those languages. And we were all seniors and we were all complaining about it. And they said, it doesn't matter what the language is. You ought to be able to pick it up. And they were right. You know, once you make the transition, you should, you should be able to pick up. It's just syntax. But um, I'm wondering when you went to, um, went to school to be a graphic designer, what was your original uh, career path or your, your ideas about what you wanted to do? And how did you transition into gaming? Originally, I wanted to create CD artwork, <laughs> and uh, CDs kind of went the way of the dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. So, and that's actually one of the reasons why I chose to go to school in Nashville, because I was like, oh, look at all these music people. They're going to want CDs. <laughs> yeah. You had a good plan. 
<laughs> oh man, if only I'd known about the digital revolution. Yeah, well, lots of people wish they would have known that <laughs> early on. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, luckily, like I actually made websites and ran uh, fan websites for geeky material um, as one of my hobbies. So I knew the the HTML and CSS and uh, PHP code. Um, just because like it was something that I had picked up on my own. Right. So I was able to integrate that into what I was learning at school, which was the graphic design. And, uh, you know, then I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just go into web. Sure. That sounds good. <laughs> well, you it seems like you made the adjustment very well. You're very adaptable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I've had to be. You kind of yeah. have to in this crazy whirlwind technology, of technology. Yeah. yeah, it is exponentially changing every day. And if you don't have adaptable skills, you get left behind, unfortunately. Yeah, I was actually telling my students that the other day when some of them were worried about not having internships and not having good skill sets and that was essentially what I told them was you need to be adaptable and you need to learn that the skills you're learning now are going to be very helpful. Maybe not, you know, directly related to what you're going to end up doing, but you need to be able to figure out how to, how to morph because people don't stay in jobs like they used to. Mm -mm. Jobs don't stay the same the way <laughs> they used to. I mean, seriously, the way, the way business works is completely different than it was even 10 years ago. Yeah. So, you don't have to tell me that. Oh, I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I have actually lived in three different states this past year because I went wow. to two different game studios and they were shut down oh, like, completely. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, so, that must have been traumatic. So did they just go out of business? Uh, well, all of them were owned by Electronic Arts. So I've stayed within EA's family but uh, it was a North Carolina studio, and it was just too small to kind of keep operating. And so uh, we shut that down. And then the last studio I was at was Mythic in Virginia, and we shut that down um, mainly because it, it was not being a profitable studio. And so now I'm at uh, EA's Austin studio here, and this is the one that's working on uh, The Simpsons Tapped Out. But like you said, I i mean, it's a tumultuous business. Mm -hmm. You pretty much get laid off at least once or twice, which is why a lot of people know each other in this business, because yeah. you're like, oh, I, I worked with that person five years ago on this particular project. Right. And here they are again in this different company, right. different city. And so you are concentrating um, uh, almost exclu exclusively on mobile gaming now? Yes. Um, so I spent a lot of time at Mythic prototyping and it it was supposed to be cross-platform at that time. And that's one of the reasons why we used Unity as a tool is because it can port to all sorts of different platforms easily. Um, but now I have kind of made my... Uh, made myself known, I guess, as a UI designer within EA's mobile sphere. And so they wanted me to concentrate on their biggest title right now, which is The Simpsons Tapped Out. And that is for all mobile devices? It's for iOS and Android. So it's okay. not for Windows. Okay. Yeah. Not the cool. Kindle? <laughs> oh, it's on the Kindle. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I always forget about that. <laughs> oh, Rhonda, look. <laughs> I'm always selling the Kindle. <laughs> no, it's a great 
great device. I have one too. <laughs> I just that's I use it to read. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got I have a Kindle Fire, and I just I I love it as a gaming platform. I'm just so, I'm thrilled with it. But anyway, <laughs> well, one of the interesting things I saw in your bio is that at one point you were the visual communications director for a fan run convention in Tennessee. Yes, I was. Um, now, how did that come about? Um, I went to this convention a couple of times, and I saw that they just needed some help in their and uh, <laughs> all their design work, uh, mainly like their programming and their schedules, their websites, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little bit of everything, <laughs> you know. And um, I was working at an advertising agency at the time, and I thought, you know, this is a perfect opportunity for me to do something combined what I did for my daily life uh, with what I did with my hobbies. And I I just emailed them and asked to volunteer, and of course they accepted. All right. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, yes, please. Here's all of this work. <laughs> Here's a stack of stuff we need help with. <laughs> yeah, so I, I did that for about a year. Um, and then, unfortunately, um, that's when I took the job in the video game industry and had to move across states. So I wasn't able to continue my position there. No, well, that's too bad. Did Were you able to attend the cons while you were in that position? I had to work them a little bit, uh-huh. uh, mainly to make sure that, you know, information was disseminated properly through social media channels and such, right. you know, if we had any cancellations. But other than that, I got to go fool around, <laughs> <laughs> but but with VIP access, so that nice. was always fun. That's awesome. <laughs> now, that was mostly an anime convention, right? Well, it was for two conventions. It's run by the same organization. Um, So it was Middle Tennessee Anime Convention and then Geek Media Expo. And a lot of the same people have been running that for 10, 15 years. It's pretty great. That's cool. Now, the Geek Media Expo, that sounds familiar. What what is that one about? That one is more sci-fi, fantasy... Uh, cartoon oriented it's kind of dragon con light uh, okay. is how i would call it or diet dragon con if you want the <laughs> alliteration uh, i may look i may look into that because that, that's pretty nashville's pretty easy to get to yeah and it it actually just occurred this past weekend so sorry <laughs> oh no but it, that's a good time of the year too though yeah yeah that's in between or right after sort of the big con rush yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, con season is winding down for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, how long have you been cosplaying? Um, I have been cosplaying since 2006. Oh, that's I a little bit of time. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as good as you know some of these other people who've been cosplaying oh. for 10, 15 years, yeah. and they just have made amazing art and professions out of it you know right um i'm not one of the heroes of cosplay for sure (laughs) so what did you start off cosplaying uh my first one was lust from full metal alchemist and uh i actually attended my first con was middle tennessee anime convention Hmm. 
So it came full circle. Nice. Yeah. And what's been your favorite cosplay? Oh, I love all my variations of Wonder Woman. I, I, she's variations. Become... Yeah, I was just gonna. I was gonna say that exact <laughs> word in that exact way. <laughs> variations. And do you have pictures you can send us? <laughs> <laughs> of course I do. Um, yeah, I've I've become known for Wonder Woman, and uh, nice. all my friends love it. I, I didn't expect this to kind of become my alter ego in cosplay, but. Um, I have lots of different comic versions of Wonder Woman and then some of uh, my own iterations. And it started with, I went to a 1940s uh, comic, like uh, Captain America uh, swing dance party. Mm-hmm. And so I actually decided to make a Wonder Woman swing dance costume. Awesome. And yeah, so it was... Did you have like a big puffy skirt, like a... Oh, yeah, yeah. To swing around in? Wow. Yeah, it, it was blue with the white stars. Yeah. And I had a, you know, like a red uh, halter crop top and the 1940s wave. Right. And um, some, like, nice uh, lace that came over my face that was gold instead of having a tiara. So that was uh, that was wow. my first Wonder Woman costume. And everyone loved it. Sounds like, awesome. Oh, you make a perfect Wonder Woman. You look just like Linda Carter. <laughs> I was like, okay, thanks. That's awesome. Um, but I, I really identify with the character too. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I love the idea of the warrior princess and, um, you know, a feminist icon as well. So I have continued to cosplay her and I've done, let's see, I've done a pirate version because she becomes, yeah, she becomes a pirate captain in this one comic and she has a 18th century vessel that's uh, crewed by all women. Oh man. It's an awesome adventure. That's (laughs) awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, and and it's so obscure, and it's I think it's only ten pages long, so it's a very short story. But I love the idea of all female pirates. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so that's one of my favorites. Um, I also have a Wild West Wonder Woman. Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> I tried to learn how to lasso, like real lassoing. It, oh, I'm terrible at it though. <laughs> It's hard. <laughs> yeah, I I cannot be a trick writer for sure. Uh, those are fantastic. That's yeah. that's amazing. I love I love the I love the play involved in in that and yeah. sort of taking, you know, Wonder Woman and her iconic symbols and and playing with it. Like I love the idea of a swing or a pirate Wonder Woman. So yeah, I saw a Wonder Woman at Geek Girl Con who was a steampunk Wonder Woman. Oh man, I've seen some versions of mm-hmm. Steampunk Wonder Woman that are just gorgeous. Yeah, she was amazing. She looked fantastic. So I was like, oh, this makes me want to cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> At Dragon Con this year, I saw a medieval Wonder Woman. Oh, I mean, wow. She had a huge gown. It was, oh my wow. gosh. I couldn't imagine how hot it was, though. Yeah, that's the one thing I look at when I see people cosplaying at conventions, and all I can think of is the length of time you have to wear your makeup and how long you have to yeah. wear your costumes and how how at a Halloween party where you're only committed to like three to four hours of your costume, 
how I'm lucky that I make it an hour in whatever get <laughs> up I'm in. <laughs> yeah, something about cosplay. I, I don't know if I just have higher tolerance because I'm becoming a character. Mm-hmm. Because I can wear heels much longer in cosplay than I could <laughs> ever in real life. Mm. Well, somebody, I saw somebody post that question. I think it was on Twitter last week or something asking like what the difference between like a Halloween costume and cosplay was. And I have my own ideas, but what do you think about that? Well, uh, you know, Halloween, I think, is more or I, less emphasis on the play part. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's not so much about becoming the character right. as it is just having a good time and, you know, dressing up and having weird creative costumes. You see a lot of puns that come out in yeah. at Halloween. Right. Uh, which I'm a big fan of puns, so I'm okay with that. Um, but, it, you know, it's different than cosplay because it's also a, a manner of craft right. as well. Um, I, there are people who spend years making their costumes for cosplay, whereas a lot of Halloween costumes are usually done the week before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or yeah. the day of. <laughs> yeah oh shoot I have a party <laughs> yeah exactly I think I think too I think you're right about the the play aspect of it I, I don't think when people generally select Halloween costumes they're thinking of becoming that character as much as they are just taking on the outside appearance of it and and when I'm in costume I typically try to at least interact with uh strangers in the in the manner of my character Mm -hmm. Uh, especially when I'm wearing my regular Wonder Woman costume and I have little girls that run up to me and say Wonder Woman I love you (laughs) Um, (laughs) well then you know then I have to really build them up and say oh well do you want to be initiated into the sisterhood do you want to become a warrior with me and we will fight injustice oh and that, that's not something I would say on Halloween, probably. Probably not, no, no. Yeah. But that's awesome. What a great story. Yeah. So it, have you... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, I, I just love seeing little girls, especially at conventions with yeah. their mothers. Like, I, I'm so glad that it's becoming more of a family event. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, we saw a lot of that at Geek Girl. Con. There was a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of family... Um, you know, a lot of families, a lot of people bringing their kids, a lot of people bringing their daughters going on it at Geek Girl Con. It's kind of awesome for that. I wish I had had Geek Girl Con when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Oh, hey. I so, would have made my dad drag me there. <laughs> so are you also a longtime Wonder Woman fan? You mentioned the comic books. So is is does that go back a ways or are are you new to the comic books? Oh, that goes back a long time. <laughs> I mean, some of my earliest memories are of the Adam West Batman series. So I, I mean I like I I'm pretty sure my formative years started with Batman. Nice. Uh, so I once I learned that characters like that existed, I started reading comics. Um, and I primarily stayed within the DC universe. So I'm a really big Batman fan, really big Wonder Woman fan. Uh, and then kind of by extension, you know, the Bat family and, uh, you know, everyone in the Justice League and such. Cool. Do you um, 
do you do any other comics outside of uh, the DC world? Do you do image or any, anything like that? Yeah, sometimes, uh, you know, if I hear of a good run, I'll definitely do image or vertigo. Uh, or, you know, I actually have some comic shops that do a lot of indie comics um, from local artists. So I oh, actually like nice. to pick up those. Yeah. Um, they're all self-published and, uh, I, I don't know. I like supporting local artists when I can. So, yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. The, um, comic stores. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, even though I'm new to Austin, I've noticed that it's kind of a geek Mecca. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> I don't know much about Austin, but I know that about Austin. <laughs> yeah. I live at least five minutes from three different comic stores. Wow. Yeah. I can't even say that, and I'm in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> wow. And there are conventions almost every weekend, too. Yeah. So awesome. I am spoiled here so far. Nice. Well, that must make, you know, uprooting your life or your job a little, a little, a little bomb on, on having to, <laughs> to move three times in the last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does help. <laughs> Are you even unboxing things yet? No, no. I'm kind <laughs> I was... of cynical at this point. <laughs> I'd do the same thing. I would be right. too. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, a lot of my coworkers are saying, oh, I've already switched my license plates over and I'm going, Pfft noob (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry that's so good (laughs) that's fantastic (laughs) well you actually mentioned the word earlier when we were talking about um, cosplaying you mentioned crafts and I noticed on your twitter handle you said something about crafting are you talking about cosplay there or are you talking about something else Oh, well, you know, I do a lot of different crafts related to cosplay, but um, I also like to do fine art. Um, So I paint and uh, do a lot of pyography right now. That's what I'm getting into. And what is that? Uh, It's burning images into wood or leather. Oh, cool. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's... I, you know, I like drawing and stuff, and um, I found out that there is a pin that could allow you to draw into leather, and I thought that that would be a really cool uh, medium to start pursuing. So that's currently what I'm into. Neat. Yeah, it might translate to cosplay. I don't know, but yeah, right I was just now... trying to think of like where where that might apply to a costume, but you know, you never know. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just having fun burning things right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like you more and more. All yeah. <laughs> that would be great fun. Yeah, if I'd be a pyro. Every time I play a sorceress, the main skill is fire. It oh, always is yeah. Fire. Well, I've said that numerous times about my yeah. warlock. That, you know, one of my joys in playing World of Warcraft was going into my warlock and just setting everything on fire. Nice. It's just fun to watch things burn, even if they're digital things that are burning. I agree. So, with your painting and everything, do you tend to be, um, w- what type of style do you have? Do you tend to be more realistic? Are you, um, are you uh, surreal or abstract? Or Yeah, I'm definitely more abstract. I, I do a lot of expressionist painting, I think, and um, uh it's more of a therapeutic exercise for me. Mm-hmm. 
I don't make a lot of paintings to to share or for other people. Um, and I, I don't sell my paintings at all. It's kind of a personal exercise to just release the emotions. And so it ends up being mostly a lot of color and paint strokes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, the last thing we want to talk about that um, I didn't get to find out again until I visited your Twitter account is that you are into the martial arts. <laughs> yep, I am. That's... So tell us about that. I've been doing... Let's see, I've been doing Tai Chi since 2008. Yeah, and most people actually don't consider Tai Chi a martial art um, unless you've actually been studying it for a very long time. And it is a grappling and locking art. Um, but also I've been doing Muay Thai for past couple of years as well. Um, that's my more aggressive i need to go work out on a you know a, a heavy bag and punch out the aggression for the day kind of thing and then tai chi is more of i'm going to find my center mm, <laughs> right yeah. after that yeah cool that's an interesting nice uh, balance of activity yeah um i've enjoyed it so far because uh, to be honest i'm not a gym person i yeah, me neither have never felt comfortable trying to work out in nope. front of other people <laughs> nope, not at all yeah so i i was trying to find an activity that allowed myself to forget that it was exercise mm -hmm. and that's what martial arts has provided for me because it's also developing a lot of skills a lot mm -hmm. of stillness of mind of discipline right uh, you know, just being aware of your body and how it feels and how it moves. So yeah. I have to say, Allison, between, you know, UI design and user experience and fine arts and cosplay and martial arts and crafts, I'm feeling like you're a geek renaissance woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're seriously like, that's a little bit of just like, so many different aspects of, of geek culture. It's truly awesome. That's hilarious that you say that because my entire life, I've always said I want to be a Renaissance woman. Well, there so. you go. You've wow. done it. You've done I, it. I, I didn't know I was there. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to Game On Girl, you have arrived. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to get that. Uh, you know, I'm going to burn that into leather you and should. hang that. <laughs> You should. You should oh, craft a necklace that says, you know, geek renaissance woman or something that you can wear around your neck or something. Ooh, maybe I'll just make those and sell them on Etsy. Mm, that would be successful, I bet. I'd buy one. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have your cred here, but... <laughs> oh, I would send one to you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Allison, it's been really great having you on the show, and I'm glad that we finally got to have a conversation. And um, I hope that uh, you'll be able to unpack your boxes in uh, Austin <laughs> and stay a while. I would like that. I would like to stay at least a year. That's, you know, I, I don't think that that's too much to ask. <laughs> do they have a, um, do they have a, a deadline for a Sim the Simpsons tap out? Well, it's currently live, and I'm helping with the live service of it right now. Um, so I don't think we're going to kill it anytime soon, question mark. <laughs> uh, 
uh, so hopefully I'll be here for a while. But uh, I also chose Austin as the city to move to next because there are other game studios here. So if my ship goes down, I can at least jump to another boat. Yeah, yeah. Well, the EA seems to be happy with you because they're trying to keep you around. So that's good news. Well, we appreciate having Allison on the show. If you guys want to find out more about her, we'll put all of the social media contacts and everything in the blog post. Well, in this segment, we talk about what we've been watching, reading, and playing in the world of of geekiness, which is everywhere. Um, So what have you been reading lately, Regina? Well, I just started reading, I think you said you were reading it a couple weeks ago, um, uh, Chicks Dig Games. Oh, yeah. A collection of essays that we're going to actually review on the show in a couple of weeks. Um, so I picked that up this week and started flipping through it and looking at some of the titles. And I won't talk too much about it today since we're going to do some, a longer piece on it later this month. But um, but it's really, I'm enjoying it very much so far. Yeah, and we encourage everybody to go out. I think you can pre-order it. Mm-hmm. It comes out in November. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, I've been reading Understanding Comics by Steve McCloud. Yeah, it's hilarious. I actually read that during my undergraduate degree. Mm-hmm. It's been, it's been out a while, but mm-hmm. boy, is that a timeless book. It really is a timeless, yeah. It really, really is very helpful. It's, um, <laughs> I had no idea that comics could be so philosophical. Mm-hmm. And it Absolutely. is... opening I mean it's just blowing open the whole the whole art form and the whole approach and uh, it's it's just an absolute beautiful piece of work and and well written and I can see it as I can see why it would be a textbook yeah I was reading it when I wrote my um my senior project for my um bachelor's degree on um two different completely different types of comic books or graphic novels I did mouse which I remember you reading. And um, there's a series called Understanding Insert Philosopher, which is a comic series. It's like graphic theoretical texts. Uh-huh. And so I was looking at the different uses of images in those two. Um, wow. and, um, and Understanding Comics was like the theoretical book I could use to help me understand what I was looking at and trying to say. So it was cool because it's a comic book. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, brilliant it was, yeah it was pretty neat yeah that's pretty fun stuff so what have you been watching lately i've been delving into the new sitcoms of this season because um 20 minutes is about all the time i have to watch tv at a sitting <laughs> so i caught up on selfie i know you were watching some of selfie oh, right? yeah I, I enjoy it yeah i do too i think it's i think it's cute i think it's charming and i'm, I'm mm-hmm. liking the characters i like the dynamic between the main characters and i love that it's my fair lady yeah. Um, there's two others that I've been watching that I don't think we've mentioned. One's called A to Z. Yeah. I, you know, I actually caught um, an episode of that. It was kind of playing in the background while I was working today. Yeah. I really, it's really a cute concept. It's got the, I don't know names and I will, you know, put that forward. It's got the actress who played the mother on um, How I Met Your Mother. Yes. Um, and she's great. And it's the guy was actually in another show, Drop Dead Diva, he, for a couple of seasons. And they're, they're just really cute together. And it's um, every episode is a different letter of the alphabet. Um, and so, you know, as their kind of relationship progresses, they have these, you know, like different, you know, things that are happening. Attraction was A was the first episode. So it's a, it's a cool little concept. I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, how it 
kind of lasts and if it play, how it plays out. So, yeah. Any other ones? Yeah, there's one more I watched a couple of episodes of. The first two, I think, called Bad Judge. Which oh, yeah. has um, <laughs> one of the stars from um, Grey's Anatomy in it. Yeah, yeah. And I actually saw her on Jimmy Fallon, and they showed a clip, and I wasn't impressed but I was, but I remembered it, but I was like, well, maybe I'll check this out. Cause I like to support shows that have female leads. Yeah. Um, and so I checked it out and it was a lot different than I thought it was going to be from the clip that they had showed. And I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And it's, you know, it's kind of an enjoyable watch. It's not, you know, anything pretty, you know, terribly heavy duty. Um, but it's a sitcom. So I guess it's not really supposed to be. Um, but it's good for a couple of laughs. The second episode just had me in stitches with, uh, she has some pot brownies and has a bad experience with that. So. <laughs> that was rather amusing. Yeah, I think the marketing for that show was really bad because the yeah. very first time I saw a trailer, I was like, what a disaster. Right, exactly. Like, what is this going to be? Like, that's it what I had horrible. thought, too. And then I'm glad I kind of gave it a chance because it mm -hmm. is definitely not what I thought it was going to be from, from like I said, the clip I had seen in the interview that she had done. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. really funny. Yeah. What about you? Um, I finally caught the um, first episode of American Horror Story. And um, was just really pleased with the uh, the graphics and the imagery. Um, the I, I like the way that the the show really pushes their actors and um, pushes their boundaries. Mm -hmm. And also, they push the boundaries of um, of casting as well. Yeah. And it's just uh, it, there's a lot left to be seen, but they definitely have got a formula going, and it works. You yeah. Know? Yeah, absolutely. They're they're definitely a powerhouse in that in that aspect right now. So what are you playing? Um, I haven't had a whole lot of time to play in the last uh, the last week or so since we did our last wrap, and I don't want to talk about one of the games I'm playing because I'm really mad at it. Um, uh -oh. Which you can look on the site later for my scathing commentary on it because I will be writing a scathing commentary. <laughs> but I just downloaded. Uh, today, Borderlands, the pre-sequel. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I haven't heard anything about it, but I've never heard a bad thing about Borderlands. So no, I um, I actually listened to our to our friends, the ladies of Leet, uh -huh. in the first episode that they were talking about it. And um, it was funny because I was listening and they were, you know, they started the show off talking about it, how much they enjoyed it. Essentially, and I don't want to, I don't, I can't give any spoilers because I haven't played it. But from what they were talking about, it's um, uh, Handsome Jack's uh, backstory. Oh, cool. So, and that was apparently one of them, I, I can't remember which one, was very interested in knowing his backstory. So she was like, oh, it was written just for me, um, which I thought was great. And apparently you can play as Claptrap. Yes. <laughs> so disaster. <laughs> yeah. And uh, apparently when you asked to when you try to play as Claptrap, they're like, are you sure? Because you know he's really annoying. Yes, I know he is. <laughs> no, that's what the game says to you when you when you try to play him. Oh, it the, does? The game says. <laughs> Are you sure? Because <laughs> he's really annoying. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, I read an article recently about um, about the, them choosing the character types that they mm -hmm. were going to be. And it's uh, two female characters, uh, one male, and the claptrap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Very nice, yeah. You know, whatever works. So I'm looking forward to, to trying that out. So on our, our next wrap, I'll, I'll hopefully yeah. have some, some time in on it. What about you? Um, well, a long time ago, I downloaded and played a demo of World of Goo. Oh, I, I remember that. Back to it. Yeah. And, um, it's a great game. 
Yeah. I can and, see you really liking that game too. Yes. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And, um, my mom was visiting and we were playing uh, Candy Crush and we were going through that and, and trying to figure out. And I thought of the world of goo and I was like, oh, do I do it? Yes, I do it. <laughs> so I downloaded it on, on her Kindle and um, then I had to download it in mine. And we both have been just obsessed. Nice. That's yeah, awesome. Playing that. That's but game. I also started playing Torchlight too. Oh, nice. I, I, saw, I saw that you had got that on Steam. I had seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I really enjoy it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. I re- I remember playing it. I really liked. Um, oh, I can't remember what class it was, but um, they made um, earth spikes come out of out of the ground and kill people. It was fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a lot of fun. A friend of mine um, gifted it to me, and um, I got on there and I was playing. I was like, oh yeah, I can see losing a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Enjoyable. Yes. Well, be sure and let us know how you've been geeking out this week, what you've been watching, reading, and playing. Uh, We always love to hear your suggestions. You can check us out on uh, all of our social media. Our links can be found on our website, GameOnGirl.com. You've been listening to Game On Girl. I'm the co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. You can find me on Twitter at RowRoom, that's R-H-O-R-H-O-O-M, or email Rhonda at GameOnGirl.com. You can also find me on Tumblr and Twitter. And I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. Oh, <laughs> Tumblr and Twitter. I'm learning myself. Twitter and <laughs> you can find her everywhere. <laughs> I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. You can also find me everywhere at Doc Liz with two Z's. Huge thanks to Allison for joining us on the show today. Fantastic conversation. Um, she also told us off off recording at the end of the episode, um, if you're interested in getting into the game industry and you have a portfolio uh, that you want reviewed, send me an email, regina at gameongirl.com, and I will connect you with Allison if you'd like to talk with her. Um, she'd love to help mentor people getting into the game industry. Yeah, pretty awesome. It's really very people. That's a really generous offer. So if you're interested, please hit me up so we can get you connected to Allison for that. So what do we have? What's coming up in geek culture, Rhonda? Um, Not a lot, but Big Hero 6 is coming out. And uh, for us, uh, the day of the recording, there are still uh, some uh, Halloween-type movies coming out, Jezebel, um, but also some geeky things. Interstellar should be coming out soon, uh, Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway. Cool. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I said that right. Yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's shocking. It's really shocking. And the theory of everything, which is sort of a Stephen Hawking prequel biology, yeah, uh, biography, biography, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, pretty much all of uh, the fall TV season has kicked off. I know Hot in Cleveland season six is getting ready to get started, and also one of your favorites, White Collar. Yeah, that's right. I don't know that I'm caught up on that one. I'll have to check and see. I think I've seen through season four, so yeah. I might not have seen the most recent episode, uh, seasons. I'll have to check. So, yeah, that's a good one. Cool. Well, as always, we'd love your comments on the site, GameOnGirl.com. You can find our links to, to iTunes and Stitcher. We're also part of the Radio Foobar and All Games Networks, where you can stream our shows. These links, along with references made in the show and hopefully some fantastic pictures of Allison, can be found on the website, GameOnGirl.com. This podcast is edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media, and the theme song Good Day by Triple Fox is used under a Creative Commons attribution license. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, game on! Game on!